Hi everyone, and welcome to the I Don't Know Show with Joe. I'm Joe, and I don't know much about airplanes, but my guest, Alana Betaron, does. Alana, thank you for joining the show. Thanks for having me, uh, s- <laughs> Joe. <laughs> no, Joe, I'm gonna edit out those other names. <laughs> or I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep them out. This way it's funnier. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Airplanes, where do I even start? What's what is your origin story? regarding your interest in airplanes and what's the extent of like what what are you into okay so it's actually funny because it's father's day my dad is the og like airplane guy i guess like i guess growing up in maryland we would go to andrews andrews air force base afb like before 9-11 when it was open and they had an air show every year uh-huh. so we'd see all like the big like globe masters and everything where's, that? where's andrews air force base um in where is it pg county it's where the president flies out it's where they keep air force one and everything in dc yeah, like outside of DC. So they would have like Air Force One, they would have the big like Globe Masters, which have all the like equipment and stuff that they keep, you know, like the big airplanes that are like storage airplanes that fly around. And I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. Uh-huh. Um, also, disclaimer, I'm terrified of flying, which is just like funny. <laughs> which is just like funny. Um, I'm terrified of flying because holy sh- like you're up in 35,000 feet up in the air like away from everything you're like this is not natural but at the same time it's like fascinating that like you get on these things and then you're up in the air and then you're somewhere else and you're like this is crazy wow so obsessed with airplanes terrified of flying yes how ha- have you ever flown like um i fly like once or twice a year i just need a lot of drugs when i do it <laughs> <laughs> Um, the last flight I took was to Israel and we flew the Boeing 787 and it's like very cool because it has the, it doesn't have window shades. It adjusts automatically the windows uh-huh. and also it's super quiet. Like you don't hear the airplane outside or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't know if you've been on like an older airplane, it sounds like an old big clunky metal bird and you hear everything. You're like, nah, man, I'm, you didn't feel like that death feeling when you get off an airplane. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, and Wait, so what do you think explains your your fear of flying? Is it um, like you're afraid it's going to crash type of thing? I guess, yeah. I'm afraid it's going to crash, like especially during takeoff. Takeoff is the most nerve-wracking thing in the world because you're like... But at least takeoff, you're close to the ground. You're close to the ground and then the next second you're not and you're like, okay, I want to go back down now. (laughs) Get me off this thing. (laughs) Also, landing is terrifying because you're like, what if we like nosedive into the earth and get fucked? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if if you're like so into airplanes and you've like studied, you know, different types of airplanes and how how they're constructed or how they're flown, and wouldn't that like ease your tension or not really? It does ease my tension, especially with the newer airplanes that they've sort sort of engineered to be like lighter and faster. Um, I don't know if you've seen like videos from the '60s of these old airplanes with like the chemtrails coming out of it, and you're mm-hmm. like, "How do those like disgusting pieces of crap not crash?" <laughs> with like the five engines, and they're like made of metal, and like you see like black smoke coming from them. So, <laughs> wow, yeah, that's nuts. I mean, but I mean, planes do crash. Yes, but, I mean statistically, I think it's low for commercial flights. It's low for commercial flights. I'm never going to get into... Okay, I went to a wedding many years ago, and, like, it was, like, a bar mitzvah. The shtick was that they had, like, these little airplanes you could go in, and I'm just, like... Everyone like was like real airplanes? Like little like Cessnas, like the little two passenger ones with no engines and people went in it during the wedding as like shtick, and I'm like, uh-uh, don't... No. It's a fancy wedding with a random thing. I know. <laughs> it was, like, fancy but not fancy at the same time. I can't explain it. So but. you didn't do it? No, I didn't get in one of those things because they're tiny and those Got are it. scary. <laughs> but 
but you were admiring the airplane or no? yeah no i was like no <laughs> and i was like oh my god you should go for a ride in one of those things and i was like no way you couldn't pay me like a million dollars to get in one of those things and you hear those horror stories of people flying them and they crash <laughs> yeah wow okay so i assume you've never done skydiving no take that and, no, and no, no, no plans to no plans to skydive <laughs> no, no, no 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 that's not my thing <laughs> wow interesting so what are some like interesting facts about airplanes that you can share like what is uh just anything that's so i guess you could break down like commercial jetliners fall into sort of two categories the boeing versus the airbus mm-hmm. so the airbus is like the european it's built in toulouse um it came after Boeing, and then Boeing is sort of like the OG, like, airplane maker, um, you know, the big Boeing, like, and it sort of broke ground with, like, the big Boeing 747, like, nobody, like, 400 jet lot, person jet liner um, with four engines that carried this many people, like, nobody, like, thought that was achievable. So what was the groundbreaking? How many people can go on the airplane? Um, the Boeing 747 can fit, depending on configuration, about 400 people. And there's a second deck upstairs above the cockpit, which is really cool, um, which is usually reserved. I mean, they don't fly Boeing 747s anymore Mm. because they're not efficient. Like, they're four engines. They use up a lot of gas. Like, you can get, like, a comparable, like, uh, the newer models, like the 777 or the a330 like or the you know a350 the comparable models that are lighter and more like use less fuel and fit the same amount of people like nobody wants like a you know as like cool as they are the boeing 747 nobody flies them anymore they're the ones that did it first they're the the one basically the ones that did it first and then airbus tried to copy it with the a380 which looks like a giant whale but nobody really flies those either anymore because it's like the same thing it's like a gas guzzling monster you Mm -hmm. know like four engines 500 people and like yeah it could go really far but at the same time like that's a lot of fuel (laughs) right so that sort of breaks down like you know like the two and there's a rivalry between them generally the european you know airlines like to use you know airbus you know france eu kickbacks and not even all the americans like to use um boeing anymore like spirit is strictly airbus uh JetBlue is strictly airbus which is funny because those are like like true blue like american like actual american airlines and they went with the airbus and um, airbus is based out of where toulouse france and, and boeing's based out of seattle washington gotcha. i actually went to the museum of flight like the original boeing flight deck it was very cool like they have an original um original air force one they have like a few other things they had some world war ii nazi planes that was interesting <laughs> like these dingy little things but so it's based there um and boeing also has had a lot of bad press with those trip 737 maxes that mm-hmm. like fell out of the sky and killed a bunch of people and they were like tried to cover it up so i think a lot of people are hesitant to go on those also do you know the story behind that are you able to explain what what happened there i watched a documentary that's how i get all my information <laughs> is basically they they sort of covered up that the like training for the pilots they're like you can fly it and then there was like this auto mechanism which sort of called the mcas which sort of stopped it from going higher up and it's these two airplanes they sort of stalled and then crashed because of this mechanism the pilots didn't know how to like shut off this mechanism Mm. because they basically brushed it off as like yeah it's like flying any other 737 and it it wasn't obviously but 600 people later like i don't know how many flights crashed it was two one air asia and one ethiopian air wow yeah 
So it's kind of dirty, actually, to like cover up, like say like, oh, it's fine. And then it was like a radically different airplane. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like the, I mean, car companies do that stuff all the time, but you don't hear about it because if there's a car crash, then it's like a car here, a car there. It probably in totality, probably a lot of people get hurt and they do a recall, but it doesn't make the news because when an airplane crashes, that's like a lot of people at one time. Right. I think car crash also is like you hear like, oh, I don't know, like there was a car crash on the Hudson, like, oh, hazards of, um, you know, commuting or whatever. But like, right. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear when an airplane just falls out of the sky. You know, it's like it falls out of the sky and you're tr- told that it's not supposed to for whatever reason. You're like, something is not right here. And it's yeah. a little scary, actually. Yeah. So and so that was like a, a software issue and a training issue. Yeah, big so software. Did they big fix it sup- and put it back out there, or did they rebrand and put it out as like a different airplane? Like, what was their solution? They grounded all the airplanes. They retrained the pilots, and they told told them about their software issue. They sort of like, from my understanding, was is they gave them the manual and it was like on the last page of the manual, sort of in the back. I don't know if it was like a manual or training, whatever. But they sort of skipped over it. Um, it's also the seven thirty seven is like very domestic, like smaller flights like you fly to california or florida back whatever and they wanted to engineer it to make it go further like top on a 737 go to london it's like a one aisle so they made the engines bigger as well and that was also part of the reason this like auto stalling issue is because you know they don't want the engines to like overheat or thrust out or something my understanding i don't know i'm not a mechanic this is just (laughs) all the documentaries i watch (laughs) wow very interesting and so you have Boeing and you have Airbus. Does anyone else make commercial airliners or is it literally like a duopoly? It's basically a duopoly. There's smaller um, operations coming out of China. I don't know much about that. And Russia, like the Tupolev uh, you know, airplanes that I guess the Russians are flying now. And I think the Iranians, because of sanctions... The Iranians get, you know, are using very old airplanes from before the war Mm. or they're using like these Russian airplanes that they get. Um, There's also Bombardier, which was bought by Airbus, and then Embraer, which comes out of Brazil, which are like the tiny ones that you take to like regional flights Mm -hmm. and things like that, which are terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, they don't fit your bag on there. And you're like, get me off this thing. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Very interesting. So... Mm -hmm. Um, what's, what's your favorite airplane? My favorite airplane? Um, I guess the Boeing 747, like classic. That was my first flight. Took it to Israel and I'm like, this thing is huge. Um, it's also like, I guess when you think of airplanes, that's what you think of. Like the big nose, the four engines, and you're like, oh, this thing is humongous and beautiful. Um, it's sort of like the stock photo for every like thing you hear in the news about airplanes. It's like... Uh, Airbus A330 picture is Boeing 747. Ah. Yeah, people don't know. So that's sort of my favorite. But because of, you know, it's like inefficiency, people don't, you know, a lot of the airlines retired it. Right. But uh, some still fly it, you're saying? It's mostly cargo now. They took them out, rip out all the seats and make it a cargo airplane. Yeah. I guess it fits a lot of stuff. No, airlines are heading towards more like carbon-based, like, airplanes like Mm -hmm. sort of like lighter material they use less fuel they're more aerodynamic Mm -hmm. and they only have two engines like the a350 or the 787 or the 777 
and they go fast and they you know they've engineered them to go further like the longest flight one of the longest flights in the world is like newark to singapore that's like 18 hours on one of these like airbus a350s which has been engineered like made out of lighter material has two engines first of all i can't imagine being on an airplane for 18 hours that sounds terrible i don't know about you yeah i mean look at once it's once it's like more than 10 hours like it's already like long it's pushing it yeah (laughs) and they made it all business class to make it more comfortable but still i don't know (laughs) it just sounds awful yeah, you better have, do they have, like, an extra pilot? Because I know usually there's, like, a pilot and a co-pilot, right? If it's, like, a really long flight, do they have three pilots so they could like, switch off better? I believe they have three pilots because, like, they need to go and take a nap or whatever yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but they've also, like, I've been on flights where it's like, well, we've reached our hours for the week. We have to get off and get a new pilot now. Have a good day. And, like, they have to switch out the pilot and you're like, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> They just land for that reason? No, they were like on the tarmac and like about to take off. And they're like, well, we're delayed for an hour. And I just hit my hours for the week. So uh, I have to go. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go find another pilot. Bye. Yeah. I guess they, they're probably in a union or something, right? Yeah, they're in a union. Yeah, was there a uh, strike recently somewhere? I'm not sure. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. What's your favorite airline? My favorite airline, none of the American ones, because they're just terrible. All every, of them. Every time I fly on an American like airliner, I'm like, why? Like, there's no leg room, there's no snacks, there's no nothing. It's gonna sound really bad. I have a soft spot for El Al. I'm like, wow. Because <laughs> it's El Al. I don't know. Like, it's like a so interesting abusive relationship. You're like, I'm used to these people, but also can't deal with it at the same time. <laughs> I feel like I have like the opposite. Like, I I like. Um, you know, Southwest or Delta, and, and like, I feel like Elal always has like really old planes, and they're just like, yeah, I don't know, and they're annoying. <laughs> also, I just love the flight attendants how they don't take BS from anybody. They're like, sit down, you guys don't listen. <laughs> what is wrong with all you people? No, that was my last flight. Was on the way back from Israel, and like, there was a smackdown with some flight attendants and some Haredim. Like, she was like this close to kicking his ass. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right, so you like the attitude part of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no BS, you know? <laughs> yeah. And what's your least favorite airline? Uh, probably United. Every time I fly in United, I'm like, this is terrible. There's, like, nothing redeeming about it. But are they really worse than, like, Spirit or Frontier? Spirit, I think you get what you pay for. You know what it, you're getting, you know? Spirit, like, okay, I know I'm going to be squished. That's it. That's the, like, uh you know the like what you're signing up for united it's like this is supposed to be like one of like americans like premier carriers and then it's like what is this <laughs> what am i getting you know <laughs> got it how about uh airports like are there some airports that are better than other airports um i feel like i I like again. I'm like biased, but Ben Gurion has like a ni- is a nice airport. It's yeah. like nicely made. It's got it's like nice and clean. You get snacks. Like all the also like JFK is like a third world country airport. You're like <laughs> this is very like sterile and like boring. Newark also. I flew out of Newark recently. I also flew out of Newark recently, and I thought it was significantly worse than JFK and LaGuardia. Like I thought Newark was like leagues behind both of them. Newark, I don't think, has been renovated. It also has, like, that terrible carpet and no amenities. And you're like, this is terrible, but what can you do? 
I, I think <laughs> Americans just like put up with having like terrible airports and terrible airlines. And then when you go, like I went to Italy and like the airport is like in Milan and the airport's made of marble and everyone's, and it has like a like world-class bar- baristas and everything. And then you go back to JFK and you're like, okay, we have Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have uh, the, those, the things that, that you can uh, find comfort in. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, do you think there are a lot of people out there who have like, a, a, like an airplane fascination that are afraid of flying at the same time? That, that I haven't heard of. It's a unique um, combination. New, unique combination. I think um, it's a unique combination. There is like a whole big cult following. There's a Facebook group called Airborne Memes for um, like something teens. And it's all about like people who like post airplane pictures and their travels and everything. And the people that they meet is like a very cool community. You know, like they take a picture by the gate and they go, oh, I booped the snoot. And they touch the airplane's nose like through the I window. Boop the snoot? Boop the snoot. Oh, boop the snoot. Boop the snoot. Yeah. It's <laughs> like booping the airplane snoot. So that's like a whole, it's like a nice community also. Pick people meet up with each other in the airport and things like that. So not the only one who's behind, like, you know, yeah. like this. That's cool. And uh, so, so it's the Facebook group. You're you're watching documentaries. What else like are you involved with in terms of like airplanes? Um, when I I haven't done this in a very very long time, but like going back to my dad when we were little, he used to take us. There's a place by Reagan National, um, that um you can it's called gravelly point you go and sit there and plane watch and it's all the like cute little like regionals like 737 because reagan national is a national airport um so and like a lot of people are sitting there watching like with their kids or whatever like all the planes landing but i haven't done that in years um and this is embarrassing i have not made it out to the twa hotel yet um which is like at jfk okay yeah i just opened recently right within the last few years yeah i have not made it out there yet um it's like in an airplane it's yeah they got like an old twa jet and it's in terminal five in jfk where the twa terminal was and they sort of remodeled it with like the sleek like um um the architect's name was aero saarinen he's also the guy who designed dulles airport the sort of like sweeping like air rivals hall and things like that and like making it like sleek and cool and like the jet age and things like that so they sort of like remodeled and put in like the cool red carpets and like sort of you know made it like a 60s themed hotel wow yeah when people wore suits and ties when they flew (laughs) sounds cool how come you haven't gone (laughs) lazy i don't know nobody wants to go with me i don't know anybody want to come with me in the next few days no i'm kidding this is a psa whoever wants to go to the airplane hotel yeah twa (laughs) hotel yeah i i'll go with them also there's a pool that you can like plane watch from nice yeah so that's awesome that's cool i feel like most people go on vacation would get annoyed if there were planes flying by like all day every day but this is for people who want that yeah, I guess you were, you grew up in the five towns, right? Wasn't that basically the yeah, five towns? Like that, your yeah. house would just like shake every five minutes. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of that. Oh yeah, sure. that's like a big thing. Whenever I like visit people in Far Rockaway, I'll just like sit on the beach and be like, "Ooh, look at that one! Look at that one!" Like all landing or whatever, and people are like, "Yo, she's crazy! Like, what's she doing?" <laughs> and you can tell by the amount of engines and the logos what they are. So that's a lot of fun, also on the beach, the Rockaway Beach. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever think 
I don't know. I guess I don't know if anyone else has had this thought. Being on an airplane, flying, being like, how how the hell is this happening? Am I actually flying, or are they just shaking the plane and like moving like a green screen around the plane <laughs> so that it looks like we're flying, but we're not really going anywhere? So I've <laughs> never really had that thought. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> more like fascinated with like I'm in one place and then four hours later I'm somewhere else. In a thing that's not supposed to, like, that defies gravity? Like, how? How did that happen? Like, yeah. this is crazy. But yes, now that I think about it, like, somebody's shaking something, there's a green screen, and then I'm somewhere else, you know? <laughs> and when that TV show came out, Manifest, I'm like, am I going to wake up? Am I going to, like, land? And it's going to be, like, five years later? Like, <laughs> I, I've heard that's a really good show. Okay. It's okay. just, like, now it freaks me out now. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go on a flight, and it's going to be, like, six years later, and everyone around me is aged except for me. <laughs> interesting um so how how do airplanes work do you have any insight into the physics of uh how how airplanes stay airborne i think with enough thrust and enough gas and enough engine power you you stay up there (laughs) (laughs) um if you've noticed like you know like the bigger the airplane the longer it takes for it to roll up and take off i think it's just sort of like the no, I have no idea. I don't know the physics of how an airplane stays up, you know. I guess, like, the heavier it is, the more pat thrust it's going to need to take off. And, like, also engine size. Like, if you, like, see in, like, a big 777, like, the engines are huge. So, like, the turbines pushing the wind, like, sort of help keep it stay up. But, no, I don't know much about the physics of the airplane staying up. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever played with, like, the Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator? No, but I should. I'd probably crash everything. I have no hand-eye coordination. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've definitely <laughs> crashed a lot. I was going to ask if you ever took flight lessons, but I, I, I can tell that you, you probably haven't. But the flight simulator is a lot less risky. No. <laughs> you have the flight simulator? N- not now. As a kid, I, I remember I had the CD or something. It yeah. was fun. No. You get to pick, like, what plane, and then you pick which airport you want to fly out of, and then you just fly. That's awesome. Like the keyboard. <laughs> no, I actually. You have to adjust like the, the the yaw and the the whatever and the the wings and you got to pull the the wheels up and. Yeah, it's actually a lot fun. of fun looking out the window and seeing like um, when the flaps open and close to like catch the air, I guess, to like sort of get up in the air and then like when you're landing, the flaps sort of close, mm-hmm. so you sort of like go down the downward descent. I feel like. That's very cool to watch, actually. The flaps going up and down. Um, and you feel, like, the landing gear popping in and out. <laughs> yeah. But Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How, how does air traffic control work? Oh. <laughs> you have any insight into the things they need to keep track of over there? From what I understand, it's still very old school. And that's it. It's, like, still very, like, old school radar, pen and paper type of business. Uh-huh. Um, that's all I know. Um, like, how do they keep... There's so many airplanes in the sky at the same time and then there's so many that have to fly out of the airport and they got to schedule it and like how do they do all that i don't know how they do that (laughs) i know i've watched those funny voiceovers of like fedex you coming in hot today oh look (laughs) at this fat fedex airplane like the air traffic control like dubs of like them making like a bad lip sync type of thing yeah i watched those (laughs) but never really watched much on air traffic control i don't know how it works i guess i don't know it's a logistics thing i don't do logistics (laughs) gotcha yeah um, all right. You mentioned before about like efficiency of fuel and stuff. Like, do you know like what um, some of the environmental impacts of airplanes are, and what uh, like like how they're improving things in that area? 
So if you've, like I said before, like if you've ever watched a video in the 60s, it's the big clunky like metal birds that like have smoke coming out of them. Mm-hmm. Not good. Now if you watch like the newer videos and the newer airplanes, they're more fuel efficient. They, like I said, they have like lighter carbon materials, you know, different materials that sort of use less fuel and go faster and get more air. Um, and they're also the engine, they, they're able to engineer these humongous engines that don't need as much fuel. Um, I know also United dabbles a little bit in like using like veggie oil fuel. I don't know how that works. I don't know if I want to get into an airplane powered by a corn, but you know. Well, corn powers a, a lot of uh, cars and stuff, right? But, yeah. But, so. Um, oh, that's, so that's, that's interesting. So they're using a, a different fuel source that, that what has, has just less um, carbon emissions or, or? Yeah, they're using, they're trying to, experimenting with like um, different fuel sources that have less carbon emissions, but I think. Going from the, like, four-engine, um, like, chemtrail airplanes, like, there's no other way to describe it because it, like, leaves that trail behind you to, um, like, these, like, lighter, more fuel-efficient airplanes has come a long way. And they also always say, like, using a private airplane is, like, not as fuel-efficient as, like, flying economy or whatever. But, you know, I don't, I don't have that problem with a private airplane, you know? Right. I don't have one on call, unfortunately, to use. I don't know about you. I do not. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I ever would like I, I don't understand why I would own a, a plane I feel like like it, it's good enough just to have one that I can rent whenever I want to but like why own it it's, I don't how, know it's like a lot of maintenance unless you're like a president you're flying all over the place all the time you it's a lot of maintenance you need to have like a staff on hand all the time like it's annoying you know yeah it's like I have similar thoughts about owning a boat but that makes more sense than owning a plane to me I don't know Owning a boat, you go out on the water, you have a good time. Like, owning an airplane, like, what if you don't have, like, a crew or anything like that? But, I don't know, I guess we don't have enough money to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. You you mentioned chemtrails, and I feel like there's, like, weird conspiracy theories around that. Not I, I don't really know what they are. Do you have any idea? Chemtrails is, it was also a big thing with that smoke the other week. Um, uh-huh. Chemtrails is like that the government's like spewing toxins into the air from the airplanes or like things like that. I mean, but literally the airplane is spewing toxins in the air. So. No, but they plant, the government planted them in there. That like, it's like, I don't know, I don't believe that. It's something. It's so interesting because people are like really like into the chemtrail stuff, right? Yes. <laughs> So that's what it's all about, that the, the government's just trying to poison us? Yeah. But, like, the government's trying to poison us. Like, there are 50 other conspiracy theories that do that, you know? Right. That the government's trying to poison us. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I feel like there I could come up with ones that are a lot more plausible than, than the chemtrails. Big sugar. Yeah. Yep. That's that's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Definitely big sugar. No, so that's... It's, uh, that actually came up the other week with the armageddon apocalypse situation in the city where it was like oh the government's like trying to poison us and it was like no this is actually a wildfire (laughs) yeah or if anything it's the canadian government yeah (laughs) no i don't know if they have the wherewithal to do that that's more an american government thing conspiracy theory but (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know does the canada canada have like their version of like the cia or not really i don't know i'm not canadian and (laughs) yeah yeah, I don't know anything about Canada. It's so weird that yeah, they're right there. But <laughs> um, all right, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. I thought like, is there anything with chemtrails and aliens or no? It's just about government 
poison. Never heard that one, but that could like be a thing also. Chemtrails and aliens. <laughs> that like, oh, speaking of aliens, there's these white airplanes that fly out of Las Vegas near Area 51 called Janets, and nobody uh-huh. knows what they do. They're U.S. government airplanes. They're like white airplanes. Nobody knows where they go. Nobody knows where they come from. It's near Area 51, and they're called Janets. I don't remember what Janet stands for, but it's like anonymous something and there's like a big conspiracy behind that that they're aliens there because it's well, area 51 yeah so so i mean that could just be military testing but um someone that actually that that i that i work with told me a story about he went camping in this place called Damn it. I, I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but it's basically in Area 51. Um, there is a place where the rocks move on their own. And this, this literally happened. Like, there's like, uh, I think it's called Racetrack. I think this place is called Racetrack. And you see the markings in the ground from how these stones have moved. And like, if you take a picture and you come back a couple days later, the rock will be in a different place. And there's all sorts of actual scientific explanations for it but you know people come up with all sorts of explanations and it's right by area 51 and you know they were advised to um you know not stay on the side of the road too long because then you know they'll just get shot (laughs) uh there's like no one else there they're like in the middle of of like nowhere but apparently like you you can camp there you just can't stay on the road for too long next to the actual compound that's fenced in so it's like right outside of it um but yeah it was it was it was an interesting story i need to look more into that but uh area 51 yeah we don't know what's going on in these airplanes i'm convinced that they're like little green men in them that the government has (laughs) going to and from area 51 but you never know (laughs) never know um cool what what are some uh what are some current hot topics in the aviation industry? Um, current hot topics. I think COVID was a big one, how it just sort of like damaged the aviation industry. Uh-huh. Um, sort of the Airbus versus Boeing rivalry, like what airliner is going to like, what if Boeing or Airbus, which pitch they're going to make and who they're going to win over. Um, also, like you said, the big environmental factors. And also one thing is like, it's gotten very expensive now because of fuel prices. So making like flying more accessible to everybody. I think those are like the big hot button pictures, you know? Um, I don't think the, and it's summer travel seasons. So I think, um, flying is starting to pick back up again since COVID, which is good. I think it's starting to go back to its normal level, normal levels, you know, now, especially people don't have to wear a mask or anymore or anything like that. So that's been good. Gotcha. Okay. So those make sense. Are there any like trends happening that we're going to see come, come to light soon? Like what are people like experimenting with? I, I mean, I could say like something I've noticed is, you know, first airplanes that I went on had like, kind of like a central TV and and then you could like plug your earplugs in in your armrest and then they went to like every seat having their own TV and now it's going towards like no TV bring your own device type of thing that's what like I, I've seen a lot like stuff like that like what are what are we gonna see coming soon like so I actually hate the no device thing the only one that's really not done that is Delta they're like we're gonna do TVs we're gonna entertain you 
Um, I think also um, there's like a growing more and more like basic economy, like take your backpack and sort of go type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then like the fancy... Oh, that's another thing, like charging for for luggage. That's also like a relatively new thing that people are doing more and more. Yeah, you could take like two bags with you in a backpack and nobody would ever charge you. And now they like charge you for like an extra like toothbrush or whatever. Um, also, like, if you ever looked at Crazy First Class where they build in the beds and everything and the fancy meals and the champagne and chocolate, that's, like, been a big uh, trend. I watch videos. Never done that before. But, you know, maybe one day. Um, that's been a big trend also, sort of making, like, homes in the sky. Like, the big Airbus A380s have, like, showers and things, like, on it, you know? Uh-huh. To get that sort of, like, airplane stink off of you. Like, I've been in a tube for 10 hours. Like, it, you know, refresh me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Those things seem, like, unnecessary. Like, it would make more sense to give you access to a lounge once you landed. Yeah, the shower. <laughs> well, this airline called Etihad used to have, like, living room residences with, like, with, like a full-on bed and a couch and everything. And, have, like, shower and bar access. I'm like, that's so extra for 15 hours. Like, yeah. you know, like... Just like, and it's going to UAE also. Like when you land, you're gonna have all that fancy stuff. But all the peasants are in economy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those look pretty fancy. Like Emirates also looks pretty fancy. Yeah. Never flown any of those, but they look pretty fancy. Yeah. Yeah. They look cool. Maybe one day I'll fly one of those fancy airlines. <laughs> Maybe one day spring for it. You know, put your feet up and oh, they give you fancy pajamas and everything. It's such you know. Yeah. I just I can't like imagine the day. Where, like, I could go on a flight for $500, or I could pay 1500 and get pajamas. Like, I just, like, I don't I know. I could bring my own pajamas. Own pajamas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just slum it in a economy. I don't care. Like. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess it's good ha- having, like, different tiers, because then, you know, if people pay a lot for the higher tiers, then it makes the lower tiers cheaper. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Um, what's the... F- Oh, what about TSA? Are we ever going to get rid of them or are we stuck with them forever? I don't know. I pay for pre-check. Um, and I was in Newark last year and she wanted to take my laptop out. I'm like, no, 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 no. I paid for this. I'm not taking it out. Like, she wanted to take my shoes off. I'm like, no. I just renewed my global entry. Like, no. Did Newark tell you to go in the wrong line? Because that's what happened to me. Yeah, they I put believe me, it. They put me in the wrong line. And, so, and then when I got to the... Um, the person who looks at, at your ID, I don't know, what do you call that guy? I don't know. The pre-TSA security Pre- guy. Yeah, that guy. Um, gave me a waiver so I could show them while I'm going through that I have pre-check. Um, and then, you know, you get randomly selected so they have to take everything out of your laptop anyway. Yeah. Oh, I've gotten those waivers too at Newark because they don't have a real pre-check line. So you just sort of hold up that stupid pass that says, like, let me go through. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't think we're ever going to get rid of the TSA, but like they're the most. They're so bad, though. They, I mean, I haven't seen anything recent, so maybe I I shouldn't even even cite this, but at at least six or seven years ago, they did a study and like people trying to bring bombs through were like almost never stopped by TSA. So they're literally not even effective in what they're trying to do, and they're so annoying. Take your laptops, take your shoes out, take, you know, like the screaming. But yeah, I've heard stories like that as well. Like people stick guns and whatever into their carry-ons and knives, and nobody notices. But oh, they notice your like pizza that you like. Have. They took my corkscrew away. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like 
oh, they like went through my bag once because I left like a beer bottle in there. And like they've gone through my bag because I left the pizza in there. But like there's like probably some guy like who has like a, you know, like a knife and everything in there. And they don't give him a second look, you know? Yeah. <sighs> what are you going to do? Um, yeah, they're, they're particularly frustrating because we pay a lot of money for them as taxpayers and they don't do anything. Anyways, I'm going to stand on my horse and yell about that now. What's the fastest airplane? The fastest? I don't Probably some secret military jet we've never seen before that we don't know about that like breaks <laughs> like mock whatever. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, what, maybe what's the fastest commercial jet then? I think the fastest commercial is the, I feel like the A350, because again, going back to like the carbon fiber materials, it sort of goes like whoosh. Um, but... I, would, I think that's the fastest, but yeah, probably some fancy military jet we don't know about. That's like in Area 51. Do you know about any types of military jets? Just the big Globemasters, which uh-huh. are sort of like like cargo airplanes, like the big ones that Boeing makes that sort of like have all the equipment and things like that. I have a picture for that from when I was like nine. They're big boys, so yeah. Cool. So speaking of, of military jets, there's been a... A lot of reports lately of, I think, mostly military pilots that have spotted UFOs, or now they're calling them UAPs. UAP? Uh, What does UAP stand for? Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. (laughs) (laughs) What do you you make of those stories? Like, I mean, these these aren't kooks. These are, like, pilots. They're they're credible people. They're seeing something that is, you know, that, that, that is unexplainable. They're getting filed with the Pentagon. Uh, as unidentified aerial phenomenon. Um, anything is possible. We don't know, like, what is out there or yeah. other life forms <laughs> are out there, you know? Like, we're so in our heads sometimes that we forget that there's a bigger world out there. Um, and I think, like, given, you know, the U.S. government's track record, who knows what they're trying to cover up or things are hide from us, you know? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah, they're not like pigeons flying to the engine. It could be something else. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they are. I feel like they're uh, getting us prepared for something because they, they released that report from the Pentagon a, f- a few years ago about the, um, the UAPs, and there's been more sightings of them since then. And then we had those, like, balloons, those weather balloons, la- like, a few months ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think they're getting us ready for something. Well, the weather balloons, I don't remember, they shot them down or something, and they were like Chinese spy balloons Chinese or something? Chinese spy weather balloons. Yeah. <laughs> they spent 45 grand shooting down or something ridiculous like that. 45 grand's nothing. Or, I don't know, maybe tack on an extra zero? zero? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a, few, a few extra zeros? I don't know. I don't know what's out there. But it's definitely not just us. <laughs> yeah. I think they're getting ready for a big reveal. Um... <laughs> Uh, so does your uh, love of airplanes extend to rocket ships and space travel, or is it mostly focused on straight-up airplanes? I do like... I did wa- I go through a phase. I go through phases also of... Um, I watched a video... Not a video, a, doc- a bunch of documentaries about space travel and like uh, the, the different um, shuttle trips and mm-hmm. the things like that that they've done. Um, so yeah, it's definitely very interesting. Um definitely watched a documentary or two on the challenger and like what happened there and like um columbia and those disasters so that's been interesting as well but 
I don't know. I prefer to stay on this earth. Not not in- interested in venturing into space, you know? <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. How far do you think we are away from, not you, but some people um, being pioneers and living out in space, whether I don't know. on Mars or just maybe, on a ship? Maybe another 100 years? I don't know. Really? You think yeah. that far? That far, yeah. I think we're about, uh, I said 10 years a little while back, so I want to say around we're around eight years away. Yeah. But if, <laughs> that's but if, my but if you watch those videos of the shuttles taking off and you hear the the um astronauts speaking they're like going at like hundreds of g-forces and like mm-hmm. their like eyes are popping out of their sockets like that's not scary <laughs> with oh, all this it's scary but some and, people are uh adventurers yeah, and explorers and you all know? this heat surrounding you and you're being thrusted into space like yeah, I mean, you know, back in the day, it was scary for people like Columbus and Galileo and all these people, you know, Vasco da Gama and, uh, you know, all these people, Sir Francis Drake that just decided to get on a boat and venture into the unknown. And, and there are those people that exist that are more than willing to uh, to go into space. All right, good for them. Not me. <laughs> I guess that's like if you're the Wright brothers, they're like, we're going to fly. And you know what? Right. They did it, you know, and now it's sort of like... I don't know, 120 years later, like, look how far we've come. Like, we've gone to all kinds of corners of the universe. Like, yeah. you, could, like, our ancestors ever fathom we'd get on an airplane and go to Israel or whatever, all these other places, you know? Like, no. They'd be like, oh, you took the boat. Took six, you know, six months took or whatever. Forever. Yeah. 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 It's, it's wild thinking about how far we've come with, with air travel. Yeah. But you're right, that sort of en- on ingenuity and that sort of like pioneering spirit is like, I guess, sort of what kept us going from cars to airplanes to all kinds of stuff. I don't know, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool seeing how things evolve and, and it, like the, the rate of evolution just gets like quicker and quicker and then you start seeing things, you know, electric vehicles and then, you know... Yeah, well, we're we're moving in in a in a fast uh, fast pace here. Maybe our Teslas will start flying. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever get to the flying car thing. It is it doesn't make any sense really. No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm curious to see. I don't know much about electrical airplanes. Speaking of Tesla, I don't know how well that would work. I don't know how well. That- yeah, I don't think they've quite figured that out. Um, it, you know, maybe if they had like a generator on board. Um, you know, some like nuclear reactor or something, but like they can't just have a battery. It won't right. work with a battery. Yeah. Oh, you you're the electrical engineer, so yeah. <laughs> you right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Battery wouldn't be enough. Um. But yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they will uh, continue to uh, innovate and figure those things out. So until then, a lot of uh, interesting things about airplanes. Yeah. Um. So how? How frequently do airplanes actually crash? Do you know, like, the stats on it? No, I don't. I rarely ever hear, like, maybe, like, a cargo plane or two that goes down. Are there, like, famous ones that, you know, like, the stories behind, like, why did they crash? Um, I mean, besides for, like, airplanes being used as, um, like, weapons, weapons of terrorism, there are a couple where, you know like a few stories that it took off and like crashed into JFK or you know other places uh the Malaysia Airlines like where is that thing we don't know could be sitting Yeah they still haven't found it right 
No, there are all kinds of crazy conspiracy, like going back to conspiracy <laughs> theories, that like the U.S. government knows where it is, that it's at the bottom of the ocean, that like there was Chinese cargo on it, so they covered it up. Um, I mean, it's crazy that they wouldn't know where it is, right? This was a commercial flight. That they just have dis- GPS trackers. That just right? disappeared. No, they shut off the GPS trackers. That was the whole thing. Right. So I'm saying it's 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 wild that, you know, in, in 20, whenever it was, 2019? I watched another documentary on that, 2014, 2015. It was that long ago? Yeah. It was also mostly focused, this documentary, on, like, the people aspect. Like, 300 people, their family are just wondering where they are. Um, well, one they're guy, not alive. They're not alive, but just they want closure so to speak um so yeah how does like a 300 person jetliner disappear you know (laughs) yeah it's wild some uh comedian just got in trouble recently um for making fun of it well yeah because like the comedians make fun of things all the time but for it seems that uh malaysia is very or singapore are, are like very sensitive to that type of joke so, like, Malaysia is very upset at her, and, and Singa- she's Singaporean. Oh. Singapore has disowned her or something. They've, they've, I don't know if disowned is the right word, but, I mean, this is a comedian that made a joke, and you have, like, the like heads of country responding to it. It's a little wild. <laughs> I mean, Singapore also, they have, like, a crazy waterfall in their airport, like, airport and, like, gardens and things like that. Yeah, They're Singapore very, is, like, a nice place. Singapore's a nice place. They're very, I think, very, like, sticklers for things. So, like, if it's uh, a comedian that makes a joke, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they disowned her. <laughs> They'd yeah. be like, we do not... I mean, that was the joke. It was like, oh, we used to be one country. We separated. Now we're, like, a really beautiful, like, first world country. You guys are still developing country. That was, like... Yeah. I thought it was it was it was kind of funny. I don't know why. Um, I don't know. People are sensitive to things, but <laughs> yes, they are. But this was like not just people being sensitive, but like the actual countries. Like I thought that was like a little bit, um, you know, extra sensitive. Um, okay, so let's talk about pilots. That seems like one of the toughest jobs out there. But then you also have autopilot. So like. Do you know, like, how much of the work is the pilot doing? Is it mostly takeoff and landing? And besides that, the plane kind of flies itself? Like, what's the... That, I don't know. I know they have certain requirements. I don't think they can work max 40 hours a week or something like that. And then they have to they have to retire by the time they're 60, like, mm-hmm. 65. Like, they're very strict with pilots. Just probably because... have to do, like, psychological tests and all that. Yeah, I know in Israel, I know El Al, they're all, like, former, like, um, air, like, um, IAF, Israeli Air Force pilots who are all, like, trained in combat. Um, so if somebody tries to break into the cockpit, they can, like, beat their asses. Um, but yeah, they, I know that they're very, there's a lot of regulations surrounding airline pilots, like, I don't know, like, they're trying to weed out, like, and there's a lot of drinking and drugs amongst airline pilots. That, really? Like, they're trying to weed out. Yeah, because you're, it's like a crazy schedule and you're away, yeah. here for, away from your family. Well, so. they're also taking a lot of drugs to stay awake and that kind of thing and to Pro- be alert, right? Probably, yeah. Definitely that. Um, but, yeah, I know there's a lot of regulation. Um, like, I've definitely been on a couple of flights where, the, you know, it's delayed and because of the delay, the pilot's like, I have to go find another pilot. Like, I've reached my max, <laughs> you yeah. know, during the week, you know? <laughs> 
Well, that's good. Better better to wait for a new pilot than someone who's overtired. Yeah, or like <laughs> drunk at the wheel or something, you know. I don't know how much they actually fly. I know now that with newer airplanes, it's like all electric and easier to fly. Um I, my, my dad explained it to me once and like you know it was like so much harder flying these airplanes like sort of like power steering versus manual right, steering right it's like the same thing so i know it's a lot easier to fly now um but he like scared me once when i was a kid he's like yeah you probably turned on the airplane uh, took off and took a nap and i was like what and he's like i'm kidding <laughs> you know <laughs> but yeah they usually have two people on the flight deck <laughs> right um what about uh Flight attendant. Is that a hard job or an easy job? I feel like it's hard, like dealing with idiots all the time, <laughs> like people who don't want to cooperate. And from what I understand, they don't get paid till the door closes. So if you're delayed, they're not getting paid. And no also, way. No, I, that's, I'm not joking. That's a real thing. <laughs> that can't be true. Yeah, it is. They don't get paid till the door closes. And also like... I'll have to do some fact checking on that one. Yeah, it's all, I feel like it's <laughs> physically demanding. And I don't know, people crying babies and people are annoying and like medical emergencies and things like that like can't people be. standing up before the plane stops yeah moving. people standing up <laughs> turbulence they're in the bathroom like smoking a cigarette you know like in the flight attendant's job to go whisk them out <laughs> people are yelling at people for wearing a mask or not yeah starting fights yeah exactly <laughs> starting fights yeah i can't i couldn't i'm not envious of the flight attendant who had to police people during covid you yeah. know yeah there there was a lot of those videos the people dragging people off of planes. I guess security gets involved at that point. I don't yeah, think the it's like the flight marshals the... or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so are there flight marshals on every single flight? I have no idea. I don't know. I think, or I don't know if that was that video of the United guy getting punched in the face. I think that was like O'Hare police or something. <laughs> uh huh. But I don't know. I don't know if there's a flight marshal on every flight. I thought there was supposed to be, but maybe. Maybe it's just, like, large flights or international flights or... I, I don't know. I don't know if it's every flight. I don't know. I, but I guess we're not supposed to know. But they're, like, undercover, right? Yeah, we're not supposed to know. You're not supposed to know, but, like, sometimes I'm, like, eh, if, so, if I have to figure out who's undercover on here, and like, I'm trying to figure out, and sometimes I can't. Yeah. I know there's a Mossad agent on every LL flight. At okay. least one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um... <laughs> do you believe that airplanes in the night sky are like shooting stars of course <laughs> <laughs> oh man um any more cool things about airplanes that you want to share i don't know i feel like i've touched on everything it's definitely like a weird thing to be into like people are always like surprised when i like look up at the sky i'm like oh that's an x y and z and they're like what like but I don't know. It's something, and it's like mind always mind-boggling to me, like how it stays up in the air. It's amazing. So that's part of the reason why I'm fascinated with it. Um, but yeah, that's I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything else. Cool. Do you subscribe to magazines like Airplanes Weekly or? No, <laughs> just this Facebook group and like. I've read, like, a ton of articles on, like, El Al and, like, all the crazy security measures that they have, like, a missile defense system and, like, you know, Mossad agents and things like that. So, right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, security's a, security's a big deal. Um, I mean, it like, if you compare El Al security to TSA, it's, like, night and day. Like, one, right. it seems very effective, and one is seems like they're not doing anything. 
So it's funny because whenever I'm in Ben Gurion, I don't feel as like stressed by security because I think they know who they're looking for. Yeah. Like they don't, you know, they're not picking on random people for no reason. <laughs> right. They do more strategic profiling. Exactly. For better or for worse. So I'm like more at ease with that. I'm like, okay, this is more chill, you know? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Versus like TSA being like, all right, I wonder who their victim is today. <laughs> I feel like I get randomly selected so often. Same. Like, for whatever reason, I forget, like, a beer bottle in my bag or, like, a pizza or all things that have happened to me or, like, dry shampoo. And I'm there, I'm like, really? This is what the hill you're going to die on today? Yeah. I made I made a song that the TSA... Oh, whatever. I'm not going to get into it now. Yeah. Uh, Alana, we're getting towards the end of our time here. I want to thank you again for joining me. Thank you, Before Joe. Before you leave, what is one thing, if you had to choose... One thing that you want me and all of our listeners to know about airplanes. Um, one thing to know, they're ma- magical. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, actually.